100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards, brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com. We are glad to have as our guest uh, this morning, we haven't talked to him in, geez, six months or so, uh, Dr. Del Phillips, the director of Sumner County Schools. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Well, we're glad you stopped in again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we happen to be recording this on uh, on a really weird day. Uh, we all woke up to uh, a pretty big shocker with all the tornadoes. So I thought I'd just ask you, and I, I, I think everything's south of here, but uh, it's worth asking uh, any effects at all on uh, the perimeter schools at all? No, we uh, were obviously out uh, checking things early this morning in uh, our maintenance crews and our principals and uh, we um, didn't have any or sustain any any real damage uh, to any of our buildings, and so we were we were fortunate. Of course, we're um, uh, keeping uh, keeping the folks that are to the south of us in our thoughts and prayers, and um, did uh, reach out. I think Wilson County uh, lost mm-hmm. a couple of schools over there that uh, they're going to have to to uh, rebuild and um, uh, m- kind of work with uh, a, a solution to how to get those kiddos into some of their other schools or that kind of thing. So, yeah, I was going to ask you um, about that. Is uh, what what happens in a situation like that where kids are displaced, or I mean, do do corporations work together, school corporations, or is well, it pretty much just Wilson? They got to well, kinda... yeah, it's it's so so um, specific to that district that mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes, other than. Uh, you know, I've reached out earlier this morning to them to say, "Hey, I don't know how severe the damage is for you guys, um, but uh, here and it's 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 pretty bad. And can we do anything?" And mm-hmm. um, today, I meant in terms of maintenance crews and and people over there to 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 help them that are in the school system. And uh, they said no. They thought thought they had what they needed covered. They were going to be out the rest of the week, and then uh, I think their spring break is next week. So um, pr- probably good timing. In yeah, that maybe regard. that helps but, a little uh, bit. Nevertheless, uh, back to your question. It's kind of similar, uh, very very specific to that district. Whether they have the capacity to move those kiddos to other buildings within their county, uh, whether they. Um, uh, have uh, churches or other places that will offer uh, an opportunity uh, and can house some of them, whether they split them up by grade, uh, whether they do uh, a, this is a, kind of where early school and a late school. This uh, is where everybody kind of punts, I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just, kinda... uh, you know, you, you, you kind of look at it and you just have to figure out what can I do and what's the best thing to do. And, you know, I know uh, Dr. Wright and Mickey Hall uh, over in Wilson County will will make make a good solid decision about how best to to move forward for not only this year but you know if they have to uh, obviously rebuild those two schools then um, it'll be a longer path. That's a whole that's a whole other issue. Huh? Yeah, whole yeah. whole other issue. You just need to to solve the the issue from from uh, from now or, or a week or so. Um, to the end of the school year, and then you have to think about August. So, <clears throat> be a long road for them. A lot of you know, long road for for everyone that was impacted um, impacted south of us. 
How, uh, have, in your career, have you ever had to deal with something like that? Where you've you know, lost I've, a school at all? I've been fortunate that uh, nothing that's been that devastating that's that's taken um, taken that long to correct. So we had a, a couple a flood a couple years ago or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we've that had some just... we've had some things that were you know uh, one day uh, weekend kind of things, uh, but nothing that, uh, nothing like that where you're displaced for months and months and months and months while you're, you're trying to rebuild schools and and that sort of thing. So been very fortunate in that regard. And, uh, uh, hope hope that trend hope that trend yeah, continues exactly i mean i'm sure you know not that you've had a lot of damage to to deal with in schools but certainly you know maintenance issues and air conditioners dying and yeah, whatever i mean yeah, yeah. well i mean those things are going to happen you, you yeah. know, we have uh, a little over five million square feet under roof so when you look at exactly how many you know how much square footage that is and uh, what that looks like you know you're you're uh, always going to have um, issues that you're trying to correct every day. Right. So, you know, we, our maintenance guys do a great job. We're proactive. Yeah, uh, I know you guys yeah, have maintenance schedules and many things, things, so you can predict. Yeah, as many things as you can. We might get can. another year out of this one. Yeah, that's so right, two yeah. years. We need to start scheduling for replacements, those kind of things. So right. we do all that, and our, our guys do a great job. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there are always those things. The ones that catch us most of the time are things that, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 severe cold weather and we have a water water uh, pipe uh, maybe that freezes in mm-hmm. uh, an area that's uh, exposed uh, to, to colder temps above the ceiling or something like that we had that several years ago at station camp during the oh, right, christmas yeah. break uh, station camp elementary and had to clean that up and um, you see that from time to time now you also see water main breaks and things that are on uh, our side of the 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 valve so uh, sometimes that can disrupt school for a day mm-hmm. or so. But, you know, other than that, those types of, of kind of one-day emergency situations, we've been real fortunate. How many uh, buildings are you taking care of, by the way, or that are under the – Yeah, about um, 52. More than any other company in town, I'm sure. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know, but uh, – about about 52 of them that we take care of every day so. yeah i just wonder if people think about that you know it's you know obviously education number one most important thing is is taking care of the kids but um you know there's just so much more to the whole system mm. than just the students yeah i mean it um yeah when you look at you look at busing and school nutrition and you know we have a huge um huge transportation program uh, prob- probably run more miles in a day's time than yeah know, I mean it's almost like a conglomerate in, you have yeah, so many anything else in the county yeah. and then of course we feed probably more people than anyone else in the county in a day's time and Good so point. when you when you bulk all that you have mass transit you have a mass uh, meals uh, food service program uh, and then then you have a lot of square footage and of course um, a lot of employees so yeah and uh, just logistics in general logistics in general yep you know, because you've got to get all the materials to the right places, it's, so they're all there at the same time. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, you have to have a lot of really, really good people and strong work processes, and and then uh, there's always things that uh, that pop up that you have to try to take care of. But but it's uh, cer- certainly a big undertaking. You know, I think Dr. Phillips is probably better if you don't think about it globally. <laughs> it's yeah, just too yeah. big. You got to chunk yeah, it. Yeah, just down. keep it simple. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Keep it chunked up. Um, well, it's been a little while since we talked last, and I'm sure there's as usual been an influx of some new students um do you get 
head counter uh, yeah. to, to kind of track all of this? And I track it. I, I track uh, attendance daily, uh, especially this time of year, because you're looking for any type of trend based on you know flu uh which occurs uh yeah obviously well, we starts had some in, days off yeah here. starts in november and then it ramps up and every year you know in january february time frame it always kind of seems like it get kind of comes to a head so uh you know we always deal with that i, I look at uh, attendance every day um both for students and um students and for teachers but uh look at trends more in a 20-day run so you look at a month of school and mm-hmm. that's how um how for student attendance i look at it more um uh, in that regard than i do just specifically every day every day i look at what attendance uh, ratios are for the schools and um and see if anyone's really trending uh, uh trending high right well with everything going on um you know it'd be hard not to mention this either the whole coronavirus thing uh you know, it's not something you can really ignore, but you also don't want to blow it out of proportion. So, I mean, what do you what do you do about a situation like that? Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously everyone's concerned mm-hmm. um, because there's still a lot of information out there that uh, I think that uh, they're trying trying to gather and and disseminate to mm-hmm. all of us. And so, uh, you know, we we look to. Uh, NIH, National Institutes of Health, we look to the CDC and uh, state health agencies. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, our, our head of nursing uh, does a wonderful job. Uh, and so we try to stay in close contact with them almost daily to see if there's any kind of new updates, uh, new information that we need to know, uh, and uh, try, try to stay on the front end of it. As far as being proactive, you know, a lot of the things, if, if there is a uh, if there's an outbreak uh, in Middle Tennessee and it impacts us all, not just schools right. but churches and right. businesses, and I mean, because it's you know pe- people people always ask you know when when we have this flu discussion, I always tell people you know the flus don't just catch flu at school. You catch yeah. it at church and at home and yep. when you're eating out. And you bring and it to school. <laughs> you bring it to school. Maybe they catch it at work and bring it home and then they bring it home to school. Mm-hmm. So you know it's 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 not as easy as just saying well yeah. You know, let's not go here, and that's going to stop the flu. The same situation, um, you know, with with coronavirus. So, um, I think everyone just needs to, to to be thoughtful. We're from the school system side, not only trying to stay up to date on the information that comes out every day, um, but we're also looking at how can we best uh, be proactive about go ahead and ordering additional chemicals and supplies that uh, will will disinfect the schools mm-hmm. uh, that we know will treat it uh, if we have that situation occur. Get in front of that so we can still get the supplies because there could be a shortage right. at some point. So we've already taken those steps uh, to do that. Uh, and that's have good. Those and you know what? If you end up not place. using them, that's yeah, a good you thing. Use but them, you'll have them that's right. we'll have next them for, year. We'll have them for future use. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. it's, it's a good thing to go ahead and get stocked up with that kind of thing as far as um, – you know, trying to prepare for, well, if we had to be out for an extended period of time because that's what's recommended by the state, uh, the mm-hmm. state uh, Department of Health, the local Department of Health, emergency management, all those agencies together, um, then, you know, ha- what, what would we do in that situation? Um, a lot of um, districts, some districts across the country, not a lot, but some districts that are talking about doing uh, some um, – 
uh, online things and, right. and that sort of thing. That that's that's good if you have kiddos that that have access to, to not everybody does. Not everybody does, and we serve a big county here. Yes, uh, and uh, so some of that's easier in some locations than others, and so uh, then it would be a matter of you know yeah. getting people to partner together so that's they right. can go somewhere so, to study. Yeah, or so we're yeah. being trying to be thoughtful about thinking through that. All of this with the intent of hoping we never have to to use it. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm assuming some concerned parents. You're probably starting to get some phone calls about this kind of stuff. We've had and some emails and phone calls. I think. I think our parents. I, I. I hope that they trust us enough to know that we're we're keeping up with it and we're, uh, you know, every day trying to make sure we have the information we need to to um, make a decision. But uh, like I said, there's there's no known cases in Tennessee at this point. So. Uh, for us, it's more of a be as proactive as you can be, be vigilant to understand what's going on, and then uh, uh, hopefully uh, be ready if, if there's a reason to, right. to take further action. I mean, you don't want to downplay it, but there's, there's no question it. that the flu is taking you know yeah. way more lives. But this is getting all the press, and this happens That's right. on yeah. occasion. Uh, I think you a, need to – you're exactly right. You, you need to be prepared. You need to be knowledgeable. I don't think you need to downplay it, but you also probably need to not overplay it. Yeah, keep either. it in perspective. So keep it in perspective, and and we'll, uh, we'll we'll deal with it if it comes our way. Okay. We are talking to the director of Sumner County Schools, Dr. Del Phillips, here on Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. We're glad that you've joined us. And we're going to come back and talk with uh, Dr. Phillips a little bit more right after these messages. And thanks to our sponsor, FNM Bank. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. We are back with Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning with our guest, the the director of the Sumner County Schools, uh, Dr. Del Phillips. And uh, Dr. Phillips, um, we're kind of heading into the springtime uh, of year. We... uh, relatively mild winter to get through that and uh, which means there's activities all kinds of things are going to start cranking up um we've gotten some rain but i I think you know fields and things like that hopefully aren't as bad but it's time to get the mowers out yeah get things ready i I tell you yeah we're to that point we finally have some uh, 60 degree uh days and certainly those feel good but um uh, it seemed like it uh, rained a lot this year. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But just kind of like cold kinda, and dreary. Yeah, it was kinda the kinda gray that killed me. <laughs> yeah, we never never did really get a really good snow. We had one early, and I yeah. think everybody thought, well, this is going to be a really bad winter. And uh, then we, we had warmer temps. It warmed up around Christmas, and uh, we've had some dreary days, but nothing um, nothing too, too, too bad from a frozen precipitation standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I think things are drying out, and uh, spring's coming, and the, the – uh, grass will start growing and uh, everything will bud out and hopefully everybody yeah. will be in a Well, a it was such situation. a great football season. Yeah, uh, I know. It, so, you know, it would be hard to top that. Yeah. But, you know, we're heading into baseball season and track. Baseball and basketball is uh, getting down to, yeah, that's to, right. the, to the, big, the big dance, you know. So uh, we are always real competitive, you know, with all of our sports teams. And so – um, How just, are uh, uh, athletics still in doing Sumner County yeah. schools? I mean, we've we did, always you know, you're right. The football thing just kind of took it to a whole yeah. new level. We, we've but. always performed well. Uh, our, our kiddos do a great job. Our, our coaches do, and our, our administrators out in the campuses support our our athletics and 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 uh, uh, our arts and all the co-curricular activities that kiddos decide to participate in. So um, we've always had a strong 
extracurricular co-curricular program and uh and that continues but uh um, right. but certainly uh certainly you know uh people people uh love athletics and so uh we always do really well but um um, last time we got together, we talked about the relationship with all the principals, and you guys get together often, and you talk about, you know, uh, shared vision and goals and things like that. Um, you know, in a world of tweeting, and I always uh-huh. say the tweets have brought down more careers than anything on the planet. <laughs> um, you know, uh, do you guys discuss this social media? It's just a, you know, God, there's such a fine line you got to walk. You got to be careful because people are watching. People are. I always say in, in corporations that the number one sport in companies is boss watching. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there are, you know, things are a little different than they were maybe when you first started teaching and things like that. Yeah, you know, social media, I think we all deal with uh, some impact of, of social media. I don't know, uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe still more po- positive than negative, but I don't know. Probably, mm-hmm. probably may have swung the other way, but... Uh, you know, I we would talk, imagine there's a little training and things that kind of yeah. Go we talk to principals a good bit about um, uh, more uh, obviously more from a student perspective, mm-hmm. and you know we have students that we have to kind of unwind and sort through issues where uh, they've something uh, comes said, to your attention. It's yeah, like, they've what? said something. <laughs> they've said something that probably upset other students or uh, said something that was inappropriate and. Well, there can so, certainly be a bullying aspect. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sadly, yeah. Mm-hmm. a friend of mine lost his son due yep. to a stupid little yep. tweet, and yep. he uh, was humiliated and yep. didn't Thought take it never, well. And never get over it, yeah. Meh. We, we talk know, a think, lot. You know, because there's so much pressure yeah. at that age. We talk a lot about that. It seems to have in middle school mm-hmm. uh, yes, kind of taken, exactly. taken hold. I think by the time you get in high school, I think they kind of uh, can sort through that a little bit better, hopefully. But uh, by the time they get to be juniors and seniors, but it, it's an issue that that we deal with. I think every school system, every yeah. parent, everybody deals with it, and um, you know we try to we try to stay on top of uh, when we see those types of things. We're aggressive about about addressing right. it. And, uh, well, you know, it's so interesting. Help. Um, it's a lot different than just uh, trouble on the playground. Yeah. Like we used yeah. to have, yeah. you know, it's, uh, this is public. Everybody sees it may not be true, yeah. but it affects, yeah. uh, people's lives. Kids, yeah. some kids handle it better than others. Yeah. It's very, very, very different than, uh, than, than how it used to be. And, yeah. uh, I don't know now they've developed so many, uh, apps and other things, other messaging ways that, uh, you know, it's just it's almost sometimes hard to keep up with yeah. uh, the latest and greatest thing that uh, that uh, uh, teenagers are are uh, using. But, you know, you just have to be vigilant about trying to stay on top of, of things that are are uh, inappropriate or hurtful mm-hmm. uh, for folks and uh, try to coach and redirect and sometimes discipline depending on yeah the circumstance of uh, folks that do things that are inappropriate well, that's that's kind of the great thing about having the teachers on the ground i mean they're they're on the front lines and if you know if they get to know these kids yeah. through the year they can tell probably when some yeah. things this isn't right or this is something's weird or because yeah. sometimes kids at that age especially in middle school like you were saying um don't know how to uh, deal with it so they either act out or they have physical uh, you know a stomach ache and I won't go away and they don't know how to articulate what's yeah. really going on I guess you know probably one of the things that maybe you mentioned a minute ago that makes it uh, 
different than years ago with the playground or situation mm-hmm. or something. Uh, is that it's, it's very public. Well, you know, being public also means more people see it, and so mm-hmm. we get it a whole lot faster. Well, so yeah. when somebody posts something, you know, That's if true. it's really kind of off-the-wall situation, uh, inappropriate, hurtful, just really kind of out of bounds, it doesn't take long for some adult uh, connected to that school to get it and to funnel yeah. it up. And uh, so they're good uh, about keeping you yeah, guys in the loop, yeah, which is yeah. great. So and we that's know. what and you we, want. And, and you know, when you look at the number of, of you know, students we have, thirty thousand students, uh, we uh, we get a lot of those every day. Yeah, I mean that's almost yeah. a full time gig just sifting yeah. through it. I would yeah, imagine. no, there's no question about that. Probably our principals spend especially middle school and high school, spend a lot of time sorting through social conflicts, media and, conflict and yeah. disturbances. And so, and um, you'd really, uh, and we do, we do on some other yeah, things. Sometimes. Yeah. And we don't I, deal yeah. with many from the adult employee perspective as much, but, um, well, I just thankfully. wanted to get this but, out, but we do, I, we do, we do, we do have some from time to time. We talk to incoming employees when we're going through uh intake so uh, kind of like a code of conduct yeah that you can, yeah you know, we go hey, through just, that and mm-hmm, yeah. we tell them uh, hey you know you're in a different role now and especially for uh for uh, uh teachers that are pre-service that are coming straight from uh university you know right. um all of a sudden they're going to be in charge of of teaching someone's child and so uh, may, maybe those things that you have from four years ago uh, on your Facebook page from college, uh, yeah, may not may not be I, uh, best for you to I keep those on there anymore. Thirty two year old son, and I'm like, um, hey, uh, <laughs> just let's, you know, let's, just let's a heads fil- up. Let's filter because, through that. Let's guess filter what through Dr. those Phillips posts. And, yeah. uh, Tony Richards look for when we look to hire somebody. Yeah. that's the first place I yeah. look. <laughs> so you know, and I don't think we're any different than than corporate America right. or our small business. Right. And when you're hiring someone, you look and. And when you when you hire them, you, you say, hey, look, you probably want to be aware of this and you want to make sure that you're you're uh, presenting yourself the way that uh, that you that, that you hope to be uh, received. So at the end of the day, um, that is more the angle with the adult side, uh, mm-hmm. the employee side, the, the student side, obviously, is 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 known. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's just pretty much trying to keep kids from being ugly to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is important, like you said, and, uh, you know, everybody looks at these kind of things and it's a little different. But, you know, I'm sure in some ways you'd prefer your principals and administrators have, you know, can work on other things. But first things first, student welfare, you know, things like that. It's it's the most important thing. I think for uh, and I don't think this is just Sumner County. I think good school districts over the last four or five years for sure, have been more proactive to try and teach, I say teach, try to teach and coach young people uh, appropriate use of social media, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, we kind of had this flurry of of, uh, apps and things that they could use and you know, not not everyone wants to see yeah, behind the may, curtain. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe they didn't you know have time from the age of five or six to kind of learn how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you know now kiddos are getting iPhones and things at an earlier age, so we're seeing it at an earlier age. And so hopefully we can start reinforcing these are appropriate right. things and ways to use social media uh, because it can be very good. Right. I mean, there's, uh, there's it can no be question very, that can be these ba- kids can be bad too. using some of these devices is amazing. 
Oh yeah. Um, but then there's you know certainly some caution that you have to hold up. No obviously. question. And I think that's something that um, obviously is going to continue. That's, that's, with no all the fishing and everything not to dive too much into it stuff but you know you've got quite a network there it's important to keep it uh safe lockdown yep. uh so i'm i'm sure that's again you know when you first started i'm sure this wasn't even a department <laughs> now yep. it's like holy cow we gotta yeah. be a little careful here yeah yeah we've come a long way uh with our it infrastructure of course uh and um some of the things that we have in place for security um of course uh you know every system um has its faults and that's mm-hmm. the ones you're always looking for well you can also spend and, and, yourself into oblivion trying to protect yeah, it and, and it doesn't that, necessarily mean it's going to work and, and also too when you have as many email users as we have you know people will receive things often from outside sources that uh have attachments and oh yeah which, or or look like it comes from you yes right uh, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of the they new spoof one your, yeah. yeah they spoof your we had uh we've had several instances over the past year or so where, hey dr phillips did you send me uh do not open that. yeah where people <laughs> where people have uh where we've had some uh some email uh, addresses of uh, folks uh principals and other administrators spoofed you know and they wind up uh sending out an email to maybe 50 employees randomly uh that um have an attachment and Mm -hmm. so we've had a a, one situation or so where an employee did open it and we had to really really get aggressive about that not with the employee right the employee we just said it's the ransomware that's the scary stuff but tracking it down to say yeah uh you know Look at those uh, addresses very carefully. Yeah, it could be one letter issue. that they switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Fees and this kind of thing. So, you know, we're, you know, the same as any other employer that would have uh, uh, 4,500 to 5,000 email users. We, we, we work on it every day to try to make sure that uh, folks are vigilant about it. understand who's sending you stuff. If it's from an outside source, don't open things because it corrupts our system. Right. And, um, well, I think it's it. important to talk about these things just, you know, from everything from buildings to IT to teachers to students so that listeners can get their arms around exactly how big this task yeah. is. And I think people forget, they think about their child, yeah. their student, their relationship with their principal or their teacher. Uh, and, you know, there's a big, big, it's a big universe here. Yeah, it's a big, um, big organization and uh, with a lot of moving parts. And, you know, we want parents to be focused on their child and their school. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when we make decisions um, that are uh, more global, right, uh, or unpopular, unpopular, <laughs> uh, got to be made. We're 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 doing that, looking at you know kind of the thirty thousand foot view, not sure. just right here here in front of me. So uh, oftentimes that's uh, the thing. Sometimes that I want to try to explain to people, you know. But but we have these other ten factors here that have. Nothing that to do they may with, not what, have considered. with what you're seeing yeah. at your school. Um, but we, we have a lot of other schools that we have to try to make a decision right. for, too. And, um, and, and, um, well, sure. And I mean, it's important. like walking into a class with 40 uh, locations, and they're all got their hand up, uh, and they all need something, mm-hmm. and they all need it yesterday. So there is a, you know, sort of a step back, look at the global, yep. and, and, and make the best choice that you can with the resources you have. That's it. So. No question about it. 
no yeah. question about it. All right. Well, we're going to uh, come back in just a little bit. And, I, you know, this is a little bit we can use a little bragging time and just talk about how we stack up and, yeah. and uh, some of the good things that are happening and maybe some of the things that uh, were challenges that you weren't thinking about. Uh, so we're going to come back and talk to Dr. Dell Phillips in just a little bit uh, here on Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be back right after these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning, brought to you by FNM Bank at myfmbank.com, also at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville, and our guest, Dr. Dell Phillips from the uh, Sumner County Schools. He's director of schools and uh, Dr. Phillips, uh, you know, you got a lot of a lot of schools in this county, a lot of bigger cities, not normal for a county. They might have one big city and that's it. And we've got six or seven that right. you would call, uh, at least from our perspective, densely populated areas. Uh, and that's a lot of ground to cover with a lot of bigger schools and uh, seven high schools and one on the way. Um, so how, you know, are, are you pleased with how it's gone since maybe since you came in and the, you've had to do a lot of heavy lifting and some things yeah i think we're in a really good place uh and i was just talking about this with some some faculty today and um we were sharing some of the struggles from 2011 through 2014-15 and uh kind of reminiscing uh in a way and uh just talking about how far we've been able to move the system forward um you know, you know, sometimes if you just keep your eye on the prize, yeah, it, and which is hard to do because you yeah, get yeah. pulled away. You know? Yeah, there's a lot, lot, a lot of things that that can can distract you. But you know, we were looking at uh, where we've been just even in the last five years with uh, student achievement and where our ACT scores at, how that stacks up in Middle Tennessee, uh, where we're at as far as uh, uh, scholarships for kiddos that are leaving us and going to. Uh, um, uh, on to higher education. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see um, them in the paper all yeah, the time. number of uh, kiddos that are, are getting dual enrollment credit that uh, has soared uh, with uh, uh, Vol State and, and Union and some with Welch now. Um, so, you know, AP Scholars just a few years ago, I remember uh, we were just thrilled to have more than 100 in the school district. And this year, uh, this past year, we had 153. And, you know, we're looking at possibly getting – close to 200 uh, we had um, you know when we're looking at uh, December graduates early grads uh, you know a few years ago we uh, uh, didn't have that many this year we had 400 yeah graduate early that's amazing uh, out of this year's senior class for the entire county uh, large enough that we started uh, the uh, first uh, all-county December graduation so we had all of them together uh, representing all of the high schools and so if they wanted to participate they could if they wanted to wait and participate at their may with their mm-hmm. uh, regular their school regular yeah, when they sure. could but we let sure. them choose and a lot a lot of folks you know they uh, uh, we had over a hundred that participated because they had were going to college at a place uh, off where maybe they didn't think they could get back in May because of the schedule right uh, we right. had uh, several that were going into the military and they were going to be off uh, on advanced uh, training after boot camp, so they couldn't get back in May. So it's a lot of reasons yeah. that uh, well, you know, we didn't cool want to deprive you know yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to deprive those kiddos 
that had done really well. We didn't want to deprive right. them and their parents of an opportunity that everyone else was going to receive in May. So yeah. uh, I think that number, uh, because it was really, really our, my, our staff did a great job with it. And uh, uh, so I think that will continue to grow. Um, but, um, you know, when you look at where we've been and then, of course, when you take in to consideration facilities, you know, we uh, just uh, five years ago, six years ago now, um, had uh, 60 plus portables in this county that were being used as permanent classrooms. Some of them had been used for 25 years. Oh, Lordy. Uh, and so it was a permanent solution in Sumner County. And our commission after 2014 stepped up and said, uh, we will not have that. Uh, we can do better than that. So uh, if you've been to a school campus in the last four or five years, you've seen that transformation just close to where we're at here. Uh, we just finished up um, finished up George Whitten uh, mm-hmm. here just close to us at the streets. And, uh, you know, people that had been through that campus uh, knew that we had a kind of a little village of portables out there. Yeah, I mean, you don't want them to look back on their – school career and go ah, I yeah i was in that trailer and then i was that in trailer, that, trailer, that trailer and then i was in that <laughs> so anyway you know if you just look uh that's one example if you look we did hendersonville high school's addition prior to that we did an addition at nanny berry we did a roof at indian lake we did a roof at at ellis and uh air conditioned the gym that, that was the only middle school gym in the county that wasn't air conditioned so if you ever went there at the first of the school year for registration or anything else we couldn't do it in the gym because it's too hot right. so we finally got that done we replaced a lot of windows and doors we replaced the windows at nannyberry uh out on the front out there we um uh you know of course we, we've got burris uh, we've beach high school's renovation i mean i could just go down the list as i mm-hmm. move forward yeah. uh, in my mind and talk about every one of them but uh, we now have uh five portables that are being used as classrooms and they're all for the right reason that's a hell of a reduction yeah they're they're there because we are uh, building uh, a school uh, and uh, we're using them until that school is built so they're right. a temporary solution uh, that's not ideal, but uh, uh, it's necessary uh, when you're growing uh, sometimes because you just can't get uh, things lined up and the building's built qu- quick enough mm-hmm. to make it happen. So we've gone from 60-plus to 5. We've done all these renovations and, and some uh, maintenance-type issues that really needed to be done. Uh, and then, of course, now we have the Liberty Creek campus that's um, <clears throat> just now breaking ground. And yeah, I was going to ask you that about that. Fall of 22. Fall of 22? Okay, yeah. I, August you know, of 22. It's hard to get your arms around, you know, what that's going to look like and how long those kind of things take. And I think the last one was, I guess, Station Camp? Was that the last? Uh, yeah, the last uh, full complex, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, stages. when you think about it, that's not bad. How many students ago. do you expect to be in that first class at Liberty Creek? Do you think? Well, a Any lot ballpark? of, I mean, yeah, a lot of that will depend on the actual uh, final zoning. What we tried to do was to, to go ahead and zone a temporary zone, uh, you know, three years in advance. So parents mm-hmm. and realtors and everyone else could say that that's where I think the zone's going to be. And then it could move a little bit depending on population and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, but it won't be it won't be far off from where we've already drawn the map. Did they have to do any of the roads for access around there too? To just Yeah, well, that's to... that's that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime you put that big of a campus out there, you're going to have infrastructure. So there'll be some roads and signalization that'll occur. Uh, to get traffic uh, efficiently, safely, uh, onto and off of the campus. And then also for residents that live in that area, it'll be an improvement for them as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, 
What about so, you know, uh, bigger things, uh, sewer uh, to get to get the uh, water, sewer, the things they yep. need out there too. Is yep. that- all of that's uh, on target. So I think the sewer is out to bid now, uh, and uh, so I'm not sure if it comes back in. You know, they like to do a lot of that uh, infrastructure work. They like to do in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right. it's the dry season, you know they well, don't want to be. The they don't want to be is, out there putting a sewer in in February. Right, exactly. Not to mention that you know half the time you got to blow this stuff up because there's rock six inches under the ground, so yep. it's, it's not easy. Yep. Uh, so they they tend to like to do those types of projects in uh, you know May, June, July, August, September time frame when it's the driest portion of the year, yeah. and uh, so that's not atypical. So we expect that a lot of that work to happen this summer. Some of it may bleed over into next summer um, right. before the before the school opens. How do you? Um, I didn't answer there, your question, but I will. No, that's, that's okay. Um, Go ahead. I think the elementary school will open with about six hundred students, uh, which is about the current size of Burris. Yeah, I mean and, it's just and, it's just uh, hard to Beach. get your arms around this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, I think the middle school high school combination will open with around a thousand. So this isn't starting small. I mean that's a pretty yeah. good size. You know. Yeah, it'll be big. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be. Um, you know about um you know it, it'll be you, you want to size kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah you yeah. want to open the school uh you know with enough population to make sure that it can be successful and they can offer mm-hmm. everything and do the sports and all those types of right. things but then again you have to leave room for it to fill up right because you're building it so you can sustain 15 to 20 years of growth right if you look at station camp station camp complex was built we're 20 years from that yeah, how many are in there right now? Um, Any ballpark? You know, we or? have rezoned from. Yeah, I mean, we have rezoned from Station Camp. Uh, we've rezoned from Station Camp uh, Elementary, Middle, and High. But uh, the high school used to be the largest high school in the county, but then we have rezoned two times to Beach and uh, Beach High School. So. Uh, Station Camp is no longer no longer uh, the largest. It's uh, so it's not uh, bursting at the seams. Yeah, r- roughly Station Camp's about uh, thirteen hundred and eighty mm-hmm. um, last week, and um, <laughs> he knows his numbers thirteen hundred and eighty. But we were seventeen hundred plus just a few years ago. Okay. Um, now those students are are over at Beach, and of course Beach is is now uh, fifteen seventy five, which. You know, our our end goal, Station Camp's growth curve is larger, so it'll fill up faster. Right. Uh, so, uh, because that's where most of the density is happening. Yeah. So, when you look at long-term plan, you would like to have Hendersonville, uh, Beach, uh, Station Camp, Gallatin, all about 1,600. Okay. And the new school open and make them all about 1,600. And so, yeah. when the new school will take up slack, for a number yeah, of years. Because like you said, you don't want to open a school and yeah, throw 500 yeah. kids in there, yeah, and all of a sudden right. you built that's this right. gigantic thing. That's for- right. So you want, to, you want to download and make all of the existing schools uh, smaller uh, so they can naturally fill back up with, uh, with new, new students, and then, of course, the, the new school as well. But you have about you know 1380 now at Station Camp High School. It had been 1,700-plus. Uh, before rezoning, and then uh, Station Camp uh, Middle uh, right now is about uh, 950 or so. It was above 1,000 a couple of years ago. Uh, And then um, Station Camp Elementary is about 975, and it was 1,080 this time last year. 
So a little bit of relief. So as you, you know, best laid plans, but as you watch these population pockets and, and, and the, the changes, um, is it kind of what you're expecting right now? Or were there any sort of surprises like, whoa, we didn't expect that part of town to really explode or things no, like I that? No, I don't think anything has really surprised us. Of course, we get, uh, you know, we get pretty good indication from uh, zoning and developers, developers yeah. about what's happening because there's a lot of legwork that goes into those types of developments prior to, you know. Right, how many rooftops yeah, are we talking about? Yeah, showing up and, and, yeah. and getting approval. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk and chatter and, and coordination about those kind of things. Um, you know, nothing really has, has uh, shocked us or, or, or sent us into any type of uh, – concern or panic or anything That's good. like that because you know, you know we've got a plan we're going to move we've, we've got our zoning set and when the new school opens we'll uh we'll uh, download uh, primarily uh, beach and station camp and uh a little bit out of gallatin to relieve uh, howard and uh howard and uh rucker and schaefer and a little bit out of uh out of gallatin high school mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be kind of the blend for the uh, new school compass uh, complex so uh, you know as the the new school thing comes along you you know, you'll hear from the vocal minority, but what you might not hear is the people that are excited about it yeah. as much. But um, is there some marketing that kind of goes on when you're leading up to a, yeah, a you launch know, and keeping people excited? Yeah. And this is, you know, I think we're sort of over the what stage, and yeah. now we're in the, you know, this is going to be pretty awesome. People like to see, you know, we had a lot of really good feedback when we put forward, uh, put out uh, the uh, – uh, renderings and so when they saw kind of what the campus was going to look like everyone was like and that was great love it. it's going to be a beautiful school campus beautiful mm-hmm. school campus uh, I think a new standard for Sumner County uh, and for Middle Tennessee honestly and so uh, the biggest thing when you have a construction project especially one this large building excitement really is the easiest thing because right. once okay. they start seeing the bricks go up uh, and yeah. they can kind of see what it's going to look like. Made and the fields and, are getting oh, done, yeah. and they're doing things. The excitement, you know, kind of takes over, and, and so uh, oftentimes you have to worry a little bit about kind of pulling them back a little bit because <laughs> Manage you know, their expectations. yeah, they're out there, yeah. they're out there, you know, uh, uh, doing things, and yeah. and that's good. You want that, but uh, sometimes you have to look at it more from that perspective than anything. We're going to have some time-lapse photo things that we try oh, to update cool. about a, every week or so. And so we'll put those on our website and find, have a place where people can go and they can watch as the school starts uh, actually from a week or a couple of weeks from now when they start trying to get up there and mobilize equipment and start mm-hmm. moving dirt, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. And you can see the, 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 the progress happening. Yeah. And so we're going to do that and uh, we're committed to doing that. And then at the end, it's really neat because you can, uh, at the uh, ribbon cutting and those types of things, you can... Uh, you know, you can show that time-lapse video oh, yeah. to finish product, and yeah. then you can always keep that uh, to, to kind of document what uh, what the community's been able to do. Well, you sound like you're kind of an on-the-ground kind of guy, so when these things happen, I'm assuming you make site visits, uh, not just with the new school, but maybe with projects at other schools. And so, yeah. Because it's not like uh, I've asked you a question you didn't know the answer to. So yeah. you don't seem to me to be a guy that just loves to sit behind his computer all day. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I have to probably do that more than I want to, but... Uh, yeah, you know, getting out there and talking to folks and uh, seeing it for yourself uh, mm-hmm. really carries a lot of weight. So, um, 
I think, you know, I've done enough construction projects here in Sumner County that the principals that are involved with those and the people that work with me on construction uh, understand what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. And um, they know before I get there if that's not going to work. Yep. Better the, have an answer. The best thing to do is just get it corrected before I get there. Yeah. Uh, so when I show up and I'm looking at the project and we're trying to figure out, well, you know, how, how's it coming, where we're at, project meeting, whatever, um, especially when you get down to, uh, you know, fit and finishes and those kind of things. Yeah. You know, you, you – uh, Well, if you're going to spend that kind yeah, of money, you have to have you, a real you sharp want it to eye. be the way you want it yeah, to want Yeah, it's yeah. just like you're moving in, into your house or anything else. You, you want it to be right. And so – you just have to uh, hold people accountable all the way through the process. And then when you get finished, it's a million little things. Uh, but when you get finished, if you didn't take care of the first one, yeah. uh, there's no way to take care of the That's second one. That's a heck of a punch list, man. 600,000th one that comes up. Or I don't like the way that uh, those stairs look. I don't yeah. like... Uh, well, you know, you know, if you don't take care of it up front, guess what's going to... You're, right. you're, you're just gonna they're going to be gone. Guess who's going to be dealing get, with you're it. You're going to get whatever, <laughs> whatever they give you. So yeah. you want to be fair. Uh, you want to be fair to the contractors and the mm-hmm. subcontractors, but you also have to understand that you're ultimately the person protecting the taxpayers. Yeah. And well, you want to be able to, when you cut the ribbon and you give them that product, you want them to be proud of it. And right. you want it to be well-built. You want it to look good over time. Uh, and so all of those things are factors that you have to take care of during the construction, the, the mm-hmm. planning and the construction phase, yeah. or, or you don't have a shot at that. So well, that's kind of how I've always approached it, and it's, uh, it's, it's worked out well. Yeah, and I think, you know, on behalf of the taxpayers, we're glad somebody's keeping an eye on it yeah. because it is a, it's a big responsibility, and it's a big place, and there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, so we're talking with Dr. Dell Phillips, the director of the Sumner County Schools. We're going to come back uh, for our last segment right after this from myfmbank.com. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights since 1906. FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and our guest this morning is Director of Sumner County Schools, Dr. Del Phillips. And, Del, we were talking about liter- uh, Liberty Creek uh, coming online here in a couple of years. So even though it doesn't seem like a long time, um, the time has passed since station camp and now this. So I would imagine there's a chance to incorporate some new things, new ideas, new infrastructure. Is there anything new that uh, is exciting that's going yeah. into this? Well, you know, when you look at programming, the spaces that are there, uh, you, you know, and it, it it's kind of like looking at a house footprint or anything else. You have certain boxes that you have to have. So right. you draw these boxes and then you try to figure out size and proportion and those kind of things. But uh you know, as, as far as what we've tried to do, we've tried to build into uh, some community spaces there, whether it's the courtyards or whether it's uh, uh, the theater uh, area, mm-hmm. uh, gym and athletic area, foyers, those kind of things. We try to build in some community spaces. We also tried to build in more collaborative spaces for students because we know that the way our students and teachers work today is very different than how even right. 10 or 15 years ago. And even the workspaces they're making workspaces, when they graduate, they're yeah. going to be working in these collaborative spaces. So when you look at when you look at those spaces and the furniture and how that's set up, mm-hmm. uh, it's very different. Uh, when you look at when you look at cafeteria and dining solutions, you look at uh, uh, you look at more. Uh, uh, seating and things that are high top and variations. Yeah, I'm sure and there's some uh, innovative looks, things you're seeing yeah, all the time uh, yeah. because you got to keep yeah. up on this stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, we would have never thought about furniture with uh, 
with USB and charging ports and all those kind of things. And right. now, yeah, exactly. You, you know, that's all we think. They got to be everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, it's all we think about yeah. because that's not only today, but I mean, you're going to be well, more pressure for that kind of thing in the future. You know, those are some of the bigger types of things that we look at. Uh, you know, starting with proportion structure and then how we um, want those uh, teachers and students and parents and people that are involved with that campus to feel when they're there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, a lot of that uh, ties into larger spaces and community spaces and places where people can move and feel like they have some ownership with the school. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, hey, I've got this big footprint. Uh, how many walls can I build? <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. used to be just how can I chop this thing up, where now you've got different things to think about, uh, let alone you're going to probably have the lowest electric bill of any school you have because yeah. you've got these LED lights. You, LED, can, you can build some stuff close, in that close, you yeah. never would have been able to do before. Close cell uh, on insulation. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the things, you know, of, co- of course, it's no different than if you're buying windows for your home or anything else now obviously is a better product than five years ago mm-hmm. or three years ago or yeah. maybe even last year but you know you try to you, you try to be thoughtful about buying the things that uh, are going to give the biggest return mm-hmm. uh, and um, um, you know hopefully you do that and they save dollars long term uh, sure so it'd be making that decision very similar to how you would with your home we just have we just have a lot more square footage and a lot more windows and a lot more doors and and well, they're a bigger impact decision because I've seen a lot of poor ones, and you don't you don't want to be really cutting edge with all this new stuff. It's like let's is this the established standard now? Yeah. Well, I'll get those because you don't want to be the guy going, "Why did I buy yeah. all these lights?" Some, you know? some, yeah, exactly. And some things that we uh, have learned uh, just through kind of kind of a little bit of a trial and error situation is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way that that we work, we work off of uh, put plans on the street. And then um, contractors bid on that work uh, all at the same time uh, mm-hmm. on the same day. And so we know and everyone knows that's there. All the contractors know who was the low bid, what they bid. I mean, it's, it's public record. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with that, you have a much better um, you have a much better finished product if in that specification manual that they're bidding on, you have spec everything so they know exactly what that door is supposed to look like that doorknob so they're all pricing the same materials there's nothing to be guessed at i got you down the road it's mm-hmm. there now one thing that is not like that is set aside an allowance would be um technology uh, uh technology and uh, let's just say security cameras Right, I mean, we're because talking about fluid, fluid, fluid thing. Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking 27. I'm going to buy those cameras 25 months from now or 23 right. months from now. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know. And you don't want to buy them now and have them sit in boxes for two years. Well, because they're, they're outdated technology. Exactly. By the time you put them in, they're like, well, we could have given you one for half price that's way better than this. Exactly. So you have to be a little bit of trial through trial and error after building enough. You have to be a little bit thoughtful about what's the length of my project. Am I, am I buying the best product possible today? that's going to be that same price and product two years from now mm-hmm. when the school opens. And so things that change rapidly, not, not H- sheet rock not and, H5 and systems, studs, sheet rock and, yeah. and, and lights for the most mm-hmm. part, they're LED now. Uh, so those things don't, but technology specifically does. It, it'll, it'll change many times between now and the day that we open that building. So we'll wait until the very last minute to 
to spec out and purchase those things mm-hmm. because uh, even though we have the wiring and the above the ceiling behind the wall stuff done, the actual end device, uh, end user device, will wait on those things until the very end to make sure that we can yeah. get that. That's really smart. Um, and, you know, it's hard not to mention the retrofitting of security and things. So we talk about security a little bit just because over the last few years and the, and the shootings that had happened, um, I think I may have mentioned to you last time that I, I forget which school I went into, but I was very impressed um, with how that works. Uh you you are not going to be able to just walk in yeah. and cause a problem, um, and uh, and that'll probably I suppose even change by the time that school opens. But yeah. you didn't mess around with that. Yeah. That, that seems to be in the, your cooperation with sheriffs and and the police departments is clearly prevalent. We we have uh, an unbelievably good relationship. Uh, I, I don't think it could be any better with all of our first responders, law enforcement, uh, fire, emergency management. Um, across the county, everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and they are. I'm telling you, if we need something, they're there so fast. It's it's uh, it's almost like I didn't even hang the phone up, and they're standing yeah. there. So, um, you know, for for the school part of the SROs, obviously we've made a big push, and Sheriff Weatherford's been great. Mm-hmm. He's, he's wonderful, a wonderful person, and a terrific sheriff. Uh, and so, we partnered years ago to try to increase funding uh, incrementally to get uh, more uh, uh, SROs in our schools. And um, just this past year uh, in the fall, the county committed to uh, making sure that he had the funding to uh, hire uh, an SRO for all of the remaining schools where we didn't have a Mm full-time officer. Uh, well, it's so, not just about parking a, a, yeah, a car so out there. Yeah. It goes way beyond that. Oh, so way when beyond you go that. in inside, yeah. you can tell right away. Yeah, and, and part of that, you know, you never want to talk about the, – the, the last thing you want to do is say, well, here's all the things we've done to make our campuses safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you do yeah, that? Why exactly. Would you, why would you tell someone exactly. all the things we've done? There's just a lot going on. But, in, but, in, it, but we've, we've made drastic, drastic improvements across our county. Um, and that's just the stuff we see. Yeah. Because uh, I know there's more, and on that's the safe, a good on thing. The, on the safety side. And we try to find and look for ways to make it better mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, which is great. So we're getting uh, near the end of the program here. Uh, we've talked about lots of different topics, but um, what's uh, what's the next couple of years look like? You know, we always talk about the high school, but there's other things going on. How do you feel about the future of Sumner County Schools and where we're headed and a lot of uh, heavy lifting's been done yep. and now maybe you can kind of get to where you've been looking to get to. Yeah. Well, you know, you're always trying to push the envelope. You're always trying to find the best way to, to obviously impact the experience for students. Uh, and and uh, so, uh, you know, for us, uh, we'll continue to look at how we, um, uh, how we, provide courses that are relevant that students want, want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, will continue to look at dual enrollment, continue to look at partnerships that we can uh, utilize and share resources between partner agencies across the county. Um, obviously, when you look uh, at uh, the resources we're providing our teachers, we want to continue to try and um, provide them not only with uh, technology but curriculum. We've probably had uh, uh, one of our weak spots probably over the last four or five years for sure. Uh, We haven't probably done as good a job um, 
being collaborative with our teachers about the curriculum that we use. And so we've had some okay. resource issues that were skewed across the county. And, you know, you don't think, well, from a management perspective, that's that big a deal. But when you look at, okay, well, I've got 122 third grade classrooms, uh, there can be some variation there mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that causes, uh, um, um, you know, possibly some issues mm-hmm. with uh, achievement and those kind of things. So, you know, our teachers do a great job. They were spending a lot of time on their own, uh, which was taking away time from their own families. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we wanted to try to figure out how, how can we best help that balance, that work-life mm-hmm. balance. And um, so we've, we've invested heavily uh, in uh, ELA curriculum. Uh, and uh, we piloted it this year, and we're going to expand it next year. But that's something that I think is going to be beneficial for ultimately for students uh, in their achievement. But I think it's also going to have some residual effect for us because our employees are going to have that balance back, and they're going to be able to probably be a little bit uh, uh, fresher and more energetic, uh, so to speak. Well, a two-way is so important instead of just this top-down, top-down, top-down thing because – you know, that's where you get your feedback from. Yep. What's going on? What are, you, what are your struggles? What are your challenges? And nobody can question the dedication of these employees. No doubt. No, question no doubt. We have wonderful employees. I tell people all the time when I go speak uh, around the county uh, to, to different groups. And, you know, one thing that's been consistent, we have great employees. Uh, we have great team members out on our school campuses. We have great administrators that uh, run their campuses and do it very thoughtfully. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, couldn't be happier with where we're at as a school system. I think our best days best days are in front of us. Wonderful. Um, one other quick thing. It was kind of occurring to me uh, on our last segment. We were talking about Vol State and Union. You know, Sumner is getting a very good reputation with regard to its schools. Clearly, these universities are being more aggressive about keeping folks here. The job market is great. It's a great opportunity for kids. Uh, there's it's not really, can I get a job? It's what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And um, so how is that working? Because they're, they're clearly, there's a, you know, it may not have been something people thought about, oh, stick around at a community college. Now, because they're offering so many different things, yeah. they're wanting to stay, let yeah. alone trades and yep. things they can learn. We've seen an increase in both. We've seen an increase over the last five years, and some of that has been uh, through the scholarship, uh, Tennessee Promise. But... Uh, uh, you know, we've we've uh, seen our numbers uh, each year uh, go up for freshmen that elect to go to Ball State, um, uh, and and that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, I think us. so too. It's a good and thing now for our students are they're going to graduate, maybe be entrepreneurs yeah. in Sumner yeah. County, stay right here at home because I think there's, I don't know if it's the just the travel or whatever it is, but there seems to me recently to be a sense of staying. Home, staying here. You know, uh, to to kind of follow up on that, um, you know, not only with that particular data set, but Mm -hmm. we've also always had super strong CTE, career and technical ed uh, programs. And uh, Chase Moore heads that up for us. He does a tremendous job. Thank goodness. Yeah. And so we talk about opportunity. Yeah. We've really, we've really invested heavily in our pathways for students. And so. Uh, I feel really good, probably better than I've ever felt uh, in my nine years here, that uh, our kiddos are getting an opportunity to actually choose, hey, I, I want to 
I, I want to do this for a living. I want to do this for a career. And here's a pathway that I can, I can do that yeah. and feel good about it and make a really good living, uh, possibly even stay here locally. Uh, I, I think it's just a win-win all the way around. And so we had the second highest number of approved uh, career pathways uh, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Isn't that we were number one, number one, uh, number one in middle Tennessee. So our CTE programs are extremely strong. We had the governor, uh, governor Lee here, uh, last year. And I don't know if you read the headline or not, but, uh, before he came out with his, uh, give act last mm-hmm. year, uh, in the legislature, he was here for CTE day. Uh, and, uh, uh, the headline was that uh, we need to make all the high schools in Tennessee like Sumner County's high schools. So that's pretty that strong. Great? Yeah, yeah it that's is. pretty strong. And, and it's, Coming from, from a guy that uh, that uh, part of his platform was <laughs> yeah. we need to build more career and uh, technical education uh, yeah. uh, programs. So, I mean, how different, how times have changed since you and yeah. I were doing this. And it wasn't, it wasn't looked on, it was looked on differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your sort of higher, you know, you know uh, academia, blah, blah, blah. We're graduating. And now it's so yep. respected because there's so few left mm-hmm. that understand yep. these things. It's really, really changed around. And uh, I think our students, uh, students obviously realize that. Uh, and uh, and I think that's a good thing. We, um, you know, started uh, the TCAT uh, partnership up in Portland and uh, repurposed a building that we weren't using. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first partnership like that in the state, so it took a lot of heavy lifting with uh, uh, Board of Regents to get that off the ground. And Jimmy Johnson with Forward Sumner helped us a ton with that, so kudos to him. Uh, Billy Gamendon, uh, Larry Hinton, uh, the commission. Uh, so really had a lot of people in Portland, Mayor Wilbur, get involved with that we we uh, now have a uh, parking lot full uh, of cars where adults are there being retrained to um, retrained and uh, improve job skills uh, so they can make a better living and then we have uh, high school kiddos that are right there beside them and That's they great. graduate they graduate uh, with the same a career and technical degree as if they would have graduated high school and spent two years at TCAT. That's right. Uh, down in Nashville. Well, there's nothing like hanging with somebody who's been on the planet longer. Than yeah, that's that right. For you can sure. learn a lot. If you just listen. Well, thank you. It's very, thank uh, you. it sounds like it's very exciting where, uh, we appreciate, uh, all that you've done and, uh, you are doing and, uh, looking forward to all the new exciting things that are coming up with Sumner County schools. Thanks. I always appreciate you guys. I love the new studio, by the way. Well, thanks, sir. Uh, we it's appreciate wonderful. it. Looks great. And, uh, and uh, guys, thanks for all letting us uh, do all our involvement with the, the, sports and the football and yeah, everything around yeah. and uh you know it's about it's about keeping people uh, excited about what's going on yeah yep, no doubt so uh, right. thank you sir appreciate absolutely you. thank you dr del phillips director of sumner county schools was our guest this morning here on sumner county spotlight we'll see you every sunday morning at 10 a.m and we'd like to thank fnm bank at 221 indian lake boulevard and at myfmbank.com for their continued sponsorship and we'll be back next week 10 o'clock right here on whin thanks for joining us Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.